Simone Biles quits the Olympics and quits her team and is celebrated as a heroine. Naomi Osaka pulls a similar stunt at the French Open tennis tournament and is heralded as a heroine. What are we to think? Should their actions be celebrated? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Keith Crosby Out of My Mind. This is Podcast 049, Podcast 49, where we have a biblical conversation about the crazy world in which we live. So join us over the next 20 minutes or so as we provide you a bird's eye view perspective of a complex issue confronting our culture, the church, and you by applying God's word to make sense of it all. At the end of the podcast, we'll point you to additional resources just in case you'd like to study the matter a little bit deeper. In the meantime, let's get started. All right, Keith. So Simone Biles uh, and her withdrawal from the Olympics. I'm interested to hear your take on all of this. I know that she's being celebrated as a, as a hero by the Washington Post, the Huffington Post, um, all of the mainstream media outlets as as kind of this new almost anti-hero of somebody who was so courageous um, that uh, they they just quit doing the thing that they're they're so good at. And uh, so so let's hear your take on it. Well, Mark, I can't begin to imagine the pressure that she and others face as an elite athlete. I mean, they compete in a dangerous, rigorous sport. And you see others compete through stress, pressure, and injury. And I suppose the difference between a champion and an also-ran in the end is not choking under pressure. Now, what is being celebrated initially is that she had the courage to pull out or that Naomi Osaka had the courage to quit. And I want to point something out here that I think has been lost in the, in the conversation. It has since come out that Simone Biles, I think three days after all this sort of came out in the media, that she was suffering from something called the twisties, where it's hard to maintain your orientation as you do the flips and the twists and things like that. But I, what I really want to focus on is until that moment, until she disclosed she had the twisties, people thought she just withdrew because the stress was not healthy for her, and she was suffering from uh, something like just pressure, and so she was practicing self-care. And so initially, it looked like Simone Biles choked, and that's what we used to call it, choking, and whether that's choking at the free throw line or cracking under pressure, that wasn't something that normally had been celebrated in the past, because pressure is at every level in athletic competition. And we saw a similar event with Naomi Osaka at the French Open when she actually chose not to do interviews, interviews that she was contractually obligated to do, and, there, and then facing fines and expulsions for violating her word in her contract. She quit the tournament, and she said she did so for reasons of mental health and self-care. And that's what was being celebrated initially. And about half of the people responded favorably, and about the other half said, hey, you choked, you cracked, you gave up. Why are we celebrating you as a heroine? And then later, later, Simone Biles came out with the situation where she said she was suffering from the twisties, and neither you nor I nor anyone else can know whether or not that's true. But what we're talking about here, Mark, is not so much about what these women have gone through. What we're talking about is a larger phenomena in our culture 
that's growing in prevalence. Yeah, and I'm glad you bring that up because I, I do think that this whole situation is not so much one person or this other person and what they did. It's more this phenomena that we have going on in our culture where we celebrate things that, that really don't deserve celebration. That's it. For lack of a better or more charitable term, we were celebrating culturally wimping out. You know, in addition to dumbing down everything in education now, ours is an era of participation ribbons, uh, self-care. And what we're doing is we are socializing a group of entitled, self-obsessed young men and women who lack the character, courage, integrity, or strength to persevere under the most adverse conditions. I think this is a side effect of the cancel culture, of this wokeism, of this of this malaise that seems to be infecting every era, every area, that is, of our culture. I mean, think about it. Think about it. We have participation ribbons. We have safe places in college and universities where students can go to be safe from ideas they don't want to be subjected to. And what's going on here is that we are basically, intellectually and socially, bubble wrapping young people, some people would say millennials, so they don't have to deal with or confront the difficulties of life. And they no longer, in many academic circles, earn grades. They just get pass or fail. And now we're seeing this proclivity, this tendency among Olympic athletes, among uh, elite athletes who are paid millions of dollars to simply opt out on their teammates, on their fans, on contractual obligations, on commitments. And people are willing to celebrate this. People are willing to rejoice to idolize their quitting. And if you dare criticize or question the, the intelligence or the idea of this forfeiting in the face of adversity, of quitting, then people are going to label you and demonize you. It's as if these two athletes had uh, broken a leg and played through it or something. You know, if these two athletes had had diagnosed severe mental health issues, then they should have chosen not to compete when others were competing and depending on them. And reading and listening to the interviews, you could see, at least initially, that this was about a sense of entitlement, and only later did it come out with Simone Biles that she had the twisties, but Naomi Osaka, basically, it was just like, hey, I don't feel good about this, so I'm not going to do it, and people said, hooray. Yeah, you know, you're not doing a great job at making this uh, very soft or sugarcoating it, um, but I but I think you you're on to something. You know, we've y we're making heroes out of people who aren't doing really heroic things. Uh, in in my opinion, they're not overcoming the adversity. Oh, that that's true. I mean, look, Mark. No one is entitled to quit and to and entitled to be celebrated for it. I mean, let's be honest. I'm sure there's at least one Olympic hopeful who didn't make the team because Simone Biles occupied that slot. I'm sure there were alternates would have liked to have competed, and if she had problems, if these were known problems going into the competition, perhaps she should not have gone into it. I remember a colleague in ministry who ran track at their university. It was a 1,500-meter or mile relay, and his team was opening up this lead, and they were you know, passing the baton from one runner to the other, and he was the third runner in the race, and he was really crushing it, you know, and so he passes the baton off to this fourth and final runner, and he sees the runner around the course, and then he hears the crowd screaming and yelling and everything, and he, he assumed his team was winning, and this guy was just opening up a bigger lead, and then the guy never finishes the race. 
you know, and so they run up to the fellow and say, what's wrong? Did you pull a muscle? Did you tear a muscle? Are you injured? Are you hurt? What's going on? And he said, I'll never forget hearing the reply. No, I'm okay. I just wasn't into it today. They couldn't believe their ears. That's what we used to call a choke. That's what we used to call being a quitter. No one would call it self-care because moral, ethically, relationally, and otherwise, it's nothing to celebrate. Now, having said all of this, remember, people were celebrating before Simone Biles disclosed that she had the twisties. And people were celebrating Naomi Osaka for withdrawing. Again, don't get me wrong, both of these athletes are free to make that choice. And they're free to do it without apology. But do they deserve to be celebrated? I mean, if somebody had torn a hamstring, would we say, oh, they tore a hamstring and dropped out. Uh, let's celebrate that. I don't think so. So don't misunderstand me. They have the right to withdraw. It's a free country, and it's okay to feel sorry for one of these athletes, whether it's Simone Biles or Naomi Osaka, but to celebrate this as if this were an act of heroism, some uncommon demonstration of courage, and to give somebody like Naomi Osaka accolades for quitting, they don't hand out trophies for quitters. I mean, you are an athlete, Mark. What about you? Yeah, no, and I, I think you're you're really hitting it spot on. I, I think that uh, in no way is Simone Biles or Naomi Osaka, for that matter, somebody who deserves to be villainized or anything like that. Uh, everybody's got a right to quit. And I think the biggest issue, the thing that I uh, that that I really struggle with in all of this is is why we we celebrate that. Um, you were talking about people with injuries and. Uh, I think of I was I've been watching the team USA uh, volleyball the the indoor volleyball and one one of the best players on their team I think she's like one of their um, lead hitters or or whatever it's called um, I obviously don't know too much about volleyball but she she was crushing it at the beginning like she would spike these balls and and it was amazing and she's hurt her ankle and she hasn't been able to play and she's probably going to be out for a few more games and and we're not celebrating that. Uh, she's got an injury and she's had to step out and not be able to participate, not be able to help her team win. And, and Team USA is, is struggling in those volleyball competitions because they don't have this girl. They're still winning. But all of that to say, I don't think that they're bad people for quitting. I just think we as a society have an issue when we start celebrating the fact that people quit. And I remember even my dad telling me when I wanted to quit peewee football, it was probably four or five weeks into the season. He said, well, if you quit, that's okay. You're going to have to owe me the money for the season, and I'm not going to let you play again. And so that was enough pressure for me as a, as a junior high student to uh, say, oh, I should finish out the season. And I did. And because I did that, I went on to continue to play football because I, I found a love for it. I overcame those things that were wanted, making me want to quit in order that I could play the sport and, and really develop a love for it. Well, that's right, Mark. And again, we don't want to demonize these two young women. They're free to quit. And again, the twisties thing came up three days afterwards. But before people knew, everybody was just celebrating her heroism. And the bottom line is, character is what should be celebrated. Uh, striving should be celebrated. Uh, Naomi Osaka quitting a tennis tournament because she didn't want to do interviews just doesn't wash. We have to think about other people, teammates, our country, uh, the people who support us, the sponsors above ourselves, which brings us to the biblical principle that we're really trying to get at. And that is found in Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. It says this, 
So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. So what's going on there is this. We are to put others above ourselves, as Christ did, right? Have this mind that was in Christ Jesus, who was in the form of God, but did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, and he humbled himself and was obedient to the point of death, death on a cross. That's sacrifice. That's selflessness. And I'm not so sure what was being celebrated initially for Simone Biles or Naomi Osaka had that kind of thinking in mind. I mean, what about the coaches? What about the sponsors? What about the teammates? What about those who were eliminated when they were competing for those positions and could have maybe filled those positions? All right, so Keith, I want to stop right here for a moment because you know that I'm always for applying the biblical principles um, to these things that we see in our world. But what would you say to those people who would argue um, that we're trying to apply biblical principles to people who aren't necessarily Christian? Um, and also, I think we have to address the other thing that um, uh, the other pushback that we'll probably get in in today's world. And that's um, don't you think that uh, there's going to be people that are going to suggest that um, we're demeaning women or women of color because we've specifically kind of picked out these women? Well, let's, let me just take the easy one first. We're not demeaning women or people of color. And so I reject that hypothesis totally. And as far as applying biblical principles to others who aren't Christians necessarily, what we are doing is looking at our world through the lens of Scripture as we make sense of our world through the Bible, as we interpret our world through God's Word. That's what we do. We're Christians. And none of this is based on applying Christian principles to unbelievers, but looking at this as a Christian and saying, what's wrong with this picture? So this isn't about race or sex, and as for women or people of color, that's a cop-out that our culture uh, defaults to rather than confront facts or difficulties that don't suit them. But having said this, let me refer to a person of color and then to a woman to humor that type of question. Let's talk about Japanese gymnast Shun Fujimoto, who competed in men's gymnastics in the 1976 Olympics with a broken leg for the sake of his team, helping his team win the gold medal. Now, he didn't know his leg was broken, but he knew he was in great pain and his leg was injured, and he competed in two events with the injury. And so I want you to look on the resource page for that video because this man sacrificed for the sake of others. He wasn't thinking about self-care. He was putting the needs of others above himself. Then there's a young woman gymnast uh, named Carrie Stroog, uh, she was an American gymnast who experienced great pain and suffering, but through mental toughness for the sake of her team, helped her team win the gold medal. Once again, she wasn't sure what her injury was, but it turned out to be a broken ankle. And you can watch this video on our resource page as well. In her case, her story starts at two minutes of a four-minute video. But can you imagine where their heads were? Can you imagine their emotional stress, the physical pain, the agony? And did they quit or did they hang in and hang on? I would suggest to you that they overcame their mental anguish. They strived and endured great physical and mental stress for the sake of others, 
for their countries, for their teammates, for their coaches. They supported their team and sacrificed, toughing it out in far worse circumstances than Naomi Osaka. And initially, under much more duress than what people thought Simone Biles was going through when she first stepped out. And I think part of this is, is just a function of the age that we live in. It's just not the same. It's almost uh, some kind of millennial malaise. Uh, I was reading online, there's this neat Twitter handle called at cats saying stuff, and it's sort of a cultural commentator who chooses to remain anonymous. And one of their uh, comments in the past was the millennial uh, creed, which is don't ask what you can do for your country, but ask what your country can do for you. And we're seeing a reversed ethic, a reversed morality. So just to clarify, Keith, you're you're not saying this is is a gender thing or a a race thing. It really seems to be more of a generational thing. And you keep uh, referring to it as a millennial thing. And I, myself, as a millennial, uh, take a little bit of offense to that. But um, I'll I'll let that go for now. Well, if the shoe fits, wear it, Mark. No, just kidding. (laughs) But seriously, seriously. I don't want to overgeneralize, but it seems to be a particular flaw in this generation, which makes me sound like an old man. I don't think all millennials are this way, but there's this an increasing trend that is just to give up and give in. You know, this whole self-care thing. I mean, can you imagine this happening in war at the invasion of Normandy in World War II when these people are getting shot to pieces? but they have to press on, or we all know the story of uh, Apollo 13 and how they overcame tremendous odds, or just think about childbirth. You know, no one can say, we can't take this, we're just too stressed right now. Uh, Come back and get us off the beaches of Normandy. Uh, I think I'll put this childbirth thing off for another week or two. You just can't do that. And besides all this, Mark, there's another principle in play here. And what's that? Well, it's this, it's persevering under trials. It's suffering through trials. It, it's in the Christian sense, in the Christian context, as Christ followers, we know that God sends trials to develop us, to develop our character, to build endurance into our souls. We call it sanctification or spiritual growth. The world calls it the school of hard knocks. I think Frederick Nietzsche put it this way, that which doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's the secular take. That difficulty develops character, and quitting has the reverse effect. But the Bible puts it this way, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet the trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be complete and perfect, lacking in nothing. And then it goes on to say, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised those who love him. I want you to look closely at that text. That crown of life in the Greek is Stephanos, which in the, in the era in which this text was written was Olympic imagery. It's like competing and persevering under hardship. And so we have to understand that we have to sometimes rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that this suffering produces endurance, and this endurance produces character, and that character produces hope, and that hope will not put us to shame, as it says in Romans 5, verses 3 through 5. Hope does not disappoint. Now, 
It goes on to say that we are recipients of special grace through the Holy Spirit whose love is shed abroad in our hearts. But there's a principle here that even applies to the non-Christian, and that is that we grow and learn to persevere through hardship, which builds character. And character is not built through quitting. Make no mistake, it is forged and strengthened in the fires of hardship and suffering, kind of like athletic training. And that's the problem here, not what Simone Biles did, not what even Naomi Osaka did. It's instead what was celebrated. And what was celebrated was quitting. Admittedly, the whole twisties thing came out 72 hours after she quit. But in the first go-round of social media activity, people were celebrating these women for quitting for self-care and calling that heroism. And that's not what it is. Yeah, and I totally I, I see all of that. And I think really the principle that we have to walk away with is as Christians, and I'm, I love the fact that you brought in those verses from James, is we can't quit. We just talked about uh, last week in in our podcast about um, how to avoid persecution and made it very clear that as Christians, persecution is not something we are going to be able to avoid. And, and so as Christians, we need to be very careful about celebrating the idea that people just quit when things get hard, whether it's a marriage, whether it's, uh, like you said, childbirth or anything like that. We just, we have to understand that as Christians, we, we need to persevere. God has called us to persevere in that verse in James. Um, we need to know, we need to have a conviction in our heart that persevering through these trials are the, is the very thing that's going to produce uh, steadfastness in us, is going to help us continue to hold fast to that faith that we that we have and if we celebrate quitting as christians uh we are we are not celebrating godly principles that's right well said mark well that's it for today thanks for joining us if you'd like additional resources go to our resource page www.gracetoliveradio.org and hit the resource button Uh, if you have questions we'd love to hear from you you can email me at keith at hillside.org If you'd like to join us for worship, we worship at 8 o'clock, 9.30, and 11 on Sunday mornings. In the meantime, whatever podcast platform you're, you're on, share us with people, make a comment, like us. That takes us up in the algorithms that spreads our reach. In the meantime, this is Keith Crosby with Mark Stickler. God bless you and God keep you.